Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's V the Girl Economist coming to you live on this edition of Hanging with Harley. We have with us Harley Schlanger, a man who needs no introduction. You can find him over at the LaRoucheOrganization.com, the LaRoucheOrganization.com, as well as SchillerInstitute.com, SchillerInstitute.com. And with that being said, Harley, welcome back. There are so many things happening. The, I don't know where you want to begin, Harley. It's a big ball of yarn. Well, let's start. Let's start pulling some of the stuff well, apart. <laughs> you know, before before we connected, I made a list of things that we might want to talk about, and it's a full page, so we'll have mm-hmm. to cut it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think start with this this whole hype around the one year anniversary, and what the reality is that the Biden administration, the British, NATO, they want this to be a permanent war. They are continuing to pour in weapons, continuing to pour in money. They can't be bothered with the problem of toxic fumes in Palestine, Ohio. Right. Uh, they're, they're preparing for an escalation in the Pacific against China, and they're doing everything they can to shut down some of the real stories that are coming out, like the Cy Hirsch story. Yep. I think we talked about this last week, but Seymour Hirsch is not someone to trifle with. He's someone who Many people in the past have attacked him for not having adequate sourcing, and then they found out later he was right. And I think we're going to see the same thing this time. That's one of the reasons people aren't coming out against him so much, because they know they're going to be discredited when it turns out he's right about his charge that the United States blew up the Nord Stream pipelines. You have the aftermath of the balloon fiasco. You have the attacks on Russia and China's alliance with people saying, Either the China is about to provide lethal weapons to Russia or they're about to break with Russia. You have Biden running around saying we have a global coalition, ignoring the fact that most of the world is not supporting the sanctions. <laughs> and then the, the final thing, and I know we can talk about this a little bit, the idea that the inflation is coming down or the other line is, well, it's stubborn and it's still going up. Uh, what are they looking at? You know, they, they, I think they've turned the charts upside down or they stand on their head when they look at the charts. But we're facing more interest rate hikes and we're facing more debt defaults and the possibility of derivative blowouts. And meanwhile, we come up with $112 billion to arm neo-Nazis in Ukraine. Um, and, and it's not even to arm them. Who knows where most of that money's going? So, and, and one final point I'll just bring up. I, I'm quite angry about this one, which is that the U.S. is continuing to keep the sanctions on Syria, which means that a large number of two, three, four, five-year-old little boys and girls 
who have lost their parents in the earthquake, who are shivering uh, in inadequate housing, not having access to food, are being punished by the U.S. State Department and Treasury Department because their parents decided to fight to defeat ISIS and Al-Qaeda. Yep, how dare they? they? They wouldn't allow regime change. And so they're punishing the whole nation, including children who had nothing to do with this. And it's uh, really, it just, when I think about what's being done to children in the name of the rules-based order, uh, it really just fuels my anger. Yeah, same here. It's terrible what's happening, and, and it's disgusting to say the least, Harley. And the fact that you know the U.S. is involved in this, and in every turn of the spade globally, if there's any sort of global malaise, any sort of coup, any sort of civil war, any sort of of, of upheaval, uh, it seems as if the U.S.'s fingerprints are all over it every single time. It's it's disgusting to me. Well, and it starts with a certain amount of arrogance, the idea that because they can censor the media in the United States and Europe, that the whole world believes they're bullshit. Absolutely. And the reality is that the, even the Washington Post and the European Council on Foreign Relations had to admit this week that most of the world is not on board the global coalition. They quoted people from South Africa, Egypt, Turkey, Argentina. Brazil. And then they, they went through a, a review of why the global South is not buying the propaganda coming out of Washington and London and Brussels. And it was obvious because these are countries that lived under European colonialism in the past. They know what the rules-based order is. It's everything you own belongs to us. And if you're lucky, we'll give you a few pennies to survive so you can work for us for, for free. So don't be surprised if you find the rest of the world moving away from the dollar system, from the United States, and so on, because they're not committed to dying for Blinken's rules-based order. Yeah, exactly right. Now, I, I just want to say something about this Seymour Hirsch story, because it's, it's really an important thing that happened yesterday. There was a hearing at the United Nations because the Russians demanded a response on the charge that the U.S. blew up the pipeline. And what came out is the U.S., of course, said this is a lie, it's false, it's Russian propaganda. But the Russians brought in to present the case Jeffrey Sachs, who I've had my differences with him in the past, but on Ukraine, Sachs has been very upfront and very solid. And then Ray McGovern, who's been collaborating with the Schiller Institute to fight these things. And McGovern has 27 years experience in the CIA. He was one of the briefers during President Ronald Reagan's uh, period of time. And McGovern gave a very powerful presentation before the UN Security Council. Mm. And what did the US ambassador say? Not a word of truth in what he said. The US absolutely categorically denies any involvement in this. Now. I think most of the world, including people here in Germany, know that the US and possibly Norway, maybe Poland played a little bit of a role, but this was essentially a made in the US operation. And they're getting increasingly angry 
watching the German government say nothing about the deindustrialization that's occurring because of the loss of cheap energy, yeah. the, the freezing cold, the hunger that people are experiencing because of the U.S. attack, not on Russia, but on Germany. And you know, one of the interesting things, Marcus Soder, who's the minister president of Bavaria, which is Munich, which is the a big tech center in the most prosperous area in Germany, Soder came out and said that Baerbock, the German foreign minister, should shut her mouth because she's threatening the lives of German citizens every time she speaks. And he referred to her saying, we're at war with Russia. So we're beginning to see a blowback in Germany. Now, on uh, tomorrow, there are going to be demonstrations in London, Paris, Rome, uh, Berlin, growing numbers of uh, 200 cities, in fact, in Germany are going to have demonstrations yeah. against the war, against the uh, unipolar order. So I, I think we're at a point where we could actually see uh, a, a shift occurring. And I see someone posted this thing about the UN vote. Here's an even more telling uh, figure than that. Uh, if I can find it, the in the support for sanctions when that was brought up in the Security Council. Well, I don't have it here. There are only 33 countries that voted for it out of 190 plus countries, because countries have experienced sanctions. They've experienced imperial colonial rule, and so when we're told the global coalition shows the whole world is with us. That's a complete lie. And, and I, I really think that we should be fed up with being lied to by our government and by our media. Mm, absolutely. 100%. We've been absolutely played by the government. Well, it's, it's called hybrid warfare, psychological warfare. And they actually believe that if you can keep the population in the dark, you can do whatever you want to do. And that's what they're doing. And that's been the policy from the beginning. Now, what's interesting is that we're beginning to see a glimmer of recognition appear in the Washington Post, which had two articles this week, which said that the, the U.S. policy is, is not universally accepted that the idea that everybody is lined up behind Biden is not true. Now, why is the Washington Post reporting that? I'm not sure, but I think it shows a panic developing that the truth is beginning to get out. And, you know, if you look at polls in the United States, the supporters of the war say 70% want to send more money to Ukraine. I don't believe that in a, for a second. And you, you hear rumblings. Why do we have $112 billion for Ukraine and nothing to deal with toxic uh, fumes in East Palestine, Ohio? How can we have no money to protect the border? How can we have no money for education, for infrastructure, for health care, but we can give money to the oligarchs of Ukraine to send their mistresses on the living in the houses in the Riviera? So this is going to get very ugly, I think. Uh, and it doesn't have to, because if the message is clear, 
the majority will line up against what Biden is doing. So I think we have to be more bold and more clear in getting out our, our message of truth, speaking truth to power. Yeah, absolutely right. 100% very well said. Uh, v, I don't know if you've seen the latest one of these interventions, but my young associate, Jose Vega, is uh, going well, viral. Jose's been on, uh, he's been on fire lately. <laughs> well, he just he took on Hakeem Jeffries, the highest ranking Democrat in the House. Oh, yeah, I saw that video. And he said to Jeffries, look, Seymour Hersh has said that the U.S. blew up the pipeline. Do you have any interest in investigating that? You're supposed to be investigating that. And Jeffries said, well, you sound like no a, you, that's you, you sound like a Russian bot. <laughs> yeah, Basically, that's what uh, Jeffrey said, because Jeffrey's a is another miseducated western stooge that's who jeffries is well and, and he's he's a huge defender of the genocidal policies of the netanyahu government uh, you know i i think the the other thing that we did and I, I saw it up on your screen for a second we had a, a, a discussion with people who know something about syria uh vanessa Bealey is one of them uh sure. colonel richard black who's been to syria uh, this was a, a very powerful discussion process. And, you know, what, yeah, that's the one. And I think if people watch that, you're going to end up, like me, angry at what's being done in your name. And the fact that we have people like Hakeem Jeffries, and, and what connects the Syria situation with Ukraine? Well, in Syria, we supported Islamic terrorists to carry out a regime change. In Ukraine, we supported neo-Nazis to carry out a regime change. And in both cases, we went to the verge of war with Russia to defend neo-Nazis and Islamic terrorists. Now, what's wrong with that picture? What did the Russians do that, that deserves this kind of attack on them? And I think if people compare the speech given by Putin in Moscow two days ago, where he went through the case for the special military operation. But out of his two-hour talk, almost an hour was spent on talking about what's going on with the Russian economy, the expanded trade with the Eurasian partners, the involvement, the, the government funding of education, of science education, of infrastructure, of industrial development. And he said, look, we in Russia still believe that children come from a mother and a father. Yep. The West is degrading itself. So Putin gave an extraordinary speech. And then what did Biden say in, in Kiev and Warsaw? And Kiev, of course, where he had this theatrical thing with sirens blaring in the background when no one was firing anything, you know, is a complete fraud. But what, what did Biden say? The world is with us. We have a global coalition. We're going to fight till of the we willing. win. Yep. <laughs> and we're going to fight till we win. Oh, yeah. Which means what? For the rest of our lives? Till we oh, run out of money? God. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, these people are deluded. <laughs> they, they are. They really are. And, and I think they believe their rhetoric because they see it on CNN and they see it on, they look in the Congress. People can say all they want about the Republican Party. The Republicans are in lockstep with Biden on funding the war. So if, if you think somehow 
the MAGA movement is going to stop the war. It's not going to stop it unless the population goes out in the streets. And so, you know, we saw a beginning of that last Sunday where a coalition which included libertarians, it included uh, Tulsi Gabbard, I mean, three, four former presidential candidates, Jill Stein, Tulsi Gabbard, Kucinich, and Ron Paul, were showing that stopping nuclear war is good for everyone. We can, we can debate all these other issues provided we stop the danger of a nuclear war. But what happens? You had the left attacking some of the speakers for saying they're aligning with neo-Nazis, and then you had the hardcore right saying uh, the speakers are aligning with uh, socialists. Well, forget all the labels. Are you for nuclear war or not? Are you for the city of London looting the world backed up by U.S. military power, which, by the way, is declining because yep. we no longer have an industrial base? Or would you like to see investment in physical economy and in infrastructure, in real education, instead of the bubblegum entertainment society that we're creating? So these are compelling issues. And I know you've been on top of them at, at Rogue for a long time. And you have good listeners as a result because people are taking it upon themselves to study these things. But my message is don't be afraid of the propaganda against you. Yeah. Speak boldly. People are listening. People are hungry for truth. Very well said, Harley. Very well said. And folks, again, you can find Harley over at LaRoucheOrganization.com, LaRoucheOrganization.com, as well as the Institute.com. Harley, any last-minute things you'd want to say? Well, just one thing. I've, I've heard from a couple of people who are uh, rogue loyalists who said they couldn't find my updates recently. Hmm. That's because the... Um, YouTube gave us a two-week strike, which I think ended today. But it's also because Facebook keeps shifting it around to make it hard to find. Oh, if absolutely. You can't, yeah, if you can't find my daily updates at YouTube or Facebook, go directly to the LaRoucheOrganization.com and click on Program. And under Program, it says Daily Harley Updates. That's where you can find them. You know, and it's clear, I, I was up to over 40,000 views a day on Facebook about a month ago, and now it's yeah. down to 10,000. Oh, there's our it's, it, it's not because people are turning against me. You know, it has a lot to do with the, the way these things are run to suppress the truth. So go to the LaRouche organization and, and look, at, look for my updates. Uh, I also posted an article just the other day about the... Uh, uh, the, the balloon issue. So sure. you can find a lot of good material there. Absolutely. Harley, thank you so much. Folks, thank you all for listening in and enjoy your weekends. Take it away, CJ. Bye.